Hello and welcome to Truth Unbound. I'm Walter Swain. Now what I'm going to show you here in a moment happens in thousands of churches, more specifically Pentecostal charismatic churches worldwide. Just watch this for a second. Now, this practice is called being slain in the spirit. Now, the most important question about it is this. Is this a phenomenon of God? Does it come from him? Is this practice of being slain in the spirit really biblical? Is it authentic or is it demonic? Well, we're going to find out right now. Hey, I'm so glad you're here with me today on Truth Unbound. Our ministry in this podcast, as part of this ministry, is here to answer the questions about what's going on in the culture, in the church, and questions that people have inside and outside of Christianity and the church about Christianity and about God. To seek his truth about this is what we want to do. And to grow in your knowledge of God and his word and include others in it. So if you'd like to have more of this and for others to have it, then would you click on like and then subscribe and follow the podcast and then also share the link to this podcast with everyone you can all over your social media and by text to friends, what, who, whatever, whoever it is, would you get the word out about Truth Unbound? And then we will see the family of Truth Unbound grow and more of us will grow in our knowledge of the Lord and be equipped to defend our faith. All right. Let's get to the subject at hand, is being slain in the Spirit truly from God? All right, so before we proceed any further, let's define what this being slain in the Spirit is. What it is, is basically when in a service or a meeting, the, the preacher either touches the person or blows on them or throws something toward them, uh, toward a person or persons in the congregation, and they fall backward to the floor in almost a trance-like state, or they shake, or they grimace, or they growl, or bark. we got to ask, does the Bible have any evidence that demonstrates this type of activity being a manifestation of the Holy Spirit? To fall, to slide, laugh, bark, crawl, convulse, 
in a church service after being falling backwards. Well, let's go ahead and look up some of the verses that contain this practice of falling in the Spirit. And then we will take a look at it and find why we believe being slain in the Spirit is not a biblical practice. All right, so first, let's find where it is in the Bible, the the practice of being slain in the Spirit. Let's find where it is in the Bible, okay? All right, let's do that. Hold on. No, it's not there. Uh, no, not there. Uh, hmm. I can't find it. That's because it's not in the Bible. Now, not even the terminology of it. That alone should make this practice of being slain in the spirit be done with. It should be stopped. But because it is wrapped up in emotion, which is like a drug needing more of it, the experience overrides the obedience to the plain teaching of God's word. Now, some will say, if I feel it, though, it must be true. It must be from God. I just know it. But in reality, it is not from God if it's not in his word. Now, do I doubt it happens to some people? No, absolutely not. I'm sure it does. But what happens to them is from something or someone else, but not from God. And that's dangerous. You see, the things that the Lord wanted us to put into practice in the local church, he laid out for us clearly. And his apostles and the writers of the Gospels and the New Testament epistles laid out clearly for us. And slain in the Spirit, the same as speaking in tongues or holy laughter, are not a part of that. It is not listed as one of the practices. It's not listed as one of the spiritual gifts. It's not listed as a requirement for the believer. It's not even suggested. It's not even there. It's not an indication of the manifestation or the filling of the Holy Spirit in a person's life. And so it's not there. So therefore, we can't practice it because it's not from the Lord and we're not instructed to carry it out. All right, so that's the first thing. First thing, it's it's just not in the Bible at all. Therefore, it's not to be done. Number two, the few examples there are in the Bible of people falling in falling into a spiritual having the spiritual experience of falling, they either did so in in an act of worship or due to the overwhelming presence of the literal manifested glory of God. And many times, those who defend this practice or supposed manifestation of the Spirit use these following verses. Let's take a look at them. Now, remember, you always interpret the scriptures in their context. And in this context, what is being described is when John saw Jesus in his glorified body and his shining glory in his vision of heaven and the future times that God gave him. And because of the glory of Jesus... The light, the glory of him, he fell down in front of him in worship and in fear of him. He did not become unconscious. He didn't fall backwards or somebody had to catch him. The first one is Revelation chapter 1 verse 17, where they state, When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Now, another verse they use 
that is evidence, supposedly, of falling or being slain in the Spirit is Ezekiel 1, 28 and 29, where he says, Like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud on a rainy day, so was the appearance of the brightness all around it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. So when I saw it, I fell on my face, and I heard a voice of one speaking. Then they also use Daniel chapter 8 and verses 17 and 18. So he came near where I stood, and when he came, I was afraid and fell on my face. But he said to me, Understand, son of man, that the vision refers to the time of the end. Now as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep with my face to the ground, but he touched me and stood me upright. So in just these verses alone, in neither case, neither in the Old Testament nor in the New Testament, was there such a manifestation of the Spirit in a church service, uh, especially with music and provoking of emotions, uh, without any touching of the person or pushing them with the, with the, by the hand of the preacher? Uh, these very few moments of seeing this happen, of falling before God, happened to only certain chosen people of God, and it was a spontaneous act when either an angel representing God or God himself revealed himself to them, even speaking to them. Number three, there is no mention of being slain in the spirit in the abundance of the writings of the early church fathers. You see, the early church fathers are called that because, well, they were the first leaders of the church and Christianity in the generation just after the apostles passed away. So we're talking between 100 and 300 AD. Uh, they wrote volumes of commentaries. They wrote about their observations and experiences at that time, what they knew of the history before them in the church, the early church. And at no point at all do they ever mention being slain in the spirit or falling in the spirit, not even in passing. What they, even amongst all the other thousands of subjects that they wrote about and the the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of scriptures that they quoted in their writings, this is never mentioned. Number four, for the reason that slain in the spirit is not biblical or from God, is that this practice is also done in Hindu worship. Just watch this video, courtesy of Grace, Mercy, and Peace channel on YouTube. Marilah kita selalu ketawa untuk diri, untuk orang lain, ketawa untuk...
Now, this Hindu practice is called kundalini manifestations or awakenings or activation. You see, kundalini in Hindu religion is a form of divine feminine energy or shakti. And it's believed to be located at the base of the spine. And it is released in ecstatic manifestations equal to what we see in charismatic practices, especially this one of being slain in the spirit. It's also often the result of mass hysteria or mass hypnosis in a church service uh, through the repetitive music and the provoking of emotional exhaustion and the power of suggestion. All this together makes us understand that the practice of being slain in the spirit is not biblical and it's not of the Lord. But it's either the product of psychological manipulation or even demonic influence. So if you see this being practiced in a church that you're attending or considering attending, you might want to run the other direction. It would be better to avoid it and to find a church that has biblical teachings and sound biblical practices based on God's word. You see, you have to test, apart from any emotionalism, you have to test these things. As 1 John tells us, we're to test the spirits, whether they're of God, and prove what we see happening in, the, in that local church, if it, especially if it's, it's chaos or it's just weird and not in line with biblical teaching that you're familiar with. So it, as a result, it either needs to be expelled from the church or you need to leave that church for another one based on on the word of God. Well, I know this has been a short summary, but it should be pretty concise and clear that being slain in the spirit is not of the Lord. It's not a biblical practice. And I hope this has helped you today to understand this phenomenon that's been practiced for quite a while uh, in many evangelical churches today across the world. And now you know how to kind of analyze it and test it to see if it's from the Lord. You see, as a believer, your job is to find the right church that holds to biblical doctrine and makes disciples of Jesus in a biblical way. And so just being faithful to God's word is of utmost importance, even above what we may feel or think of emotionally. Uh, if it's not in God's word, we don't do it. Well, hey, my friend, don't forget to like and subscribe, to follow the podcast and to share the podcast with many others today and to follow Jesus. Because when you follow Jesus, you will always follow the truth. Until next time.